0: Are you ready for your Egyptian adventure? I know I am. Oh, wait a minute. The Egg's plane keeps circling the airport. It seems like it's having a hard time landing. Huh, let's see what's going on. Sammy waited impatiently at the Cairo airport. He paced back and forth in front of the large window watching the sand as it swirled around and blew fiercely in all directions. He continually watched the electronic arrival departure board hoping to see a change. Ah, when will the sandstorm be over? He asked his father for the fifth time. Patience, my son. These things take time to clear up, responded Sammy's father. But their plane is already two hours late. I want to show them the pyramids. I promised Shelly, moaned Sammy. Sammy, the pilot must be able to see in order to land the plane. Be patient. Look, it's already starting to slow down. His father pointed to the large window. You will have plenty of time to show Shelly and her friends the pyramids. Come here and sit by me. Sammy's father motioned for him to sit down. He slowly walked over, sat down next to his father as he put his arm around him. Sammy leaned over, laid his head on his father's chest, and fell asleep. An hour later, Sammy's father gently nudged him. Sammy, wake up. Look, Shelly's plane is landing. Sammy rubbed his eyes and popped up out of his seat. He ran to the window. I see it, Al! I see it! Sammy and his father went to the gate to meet the plane. As the passengers arrived off the plane, Sammy scanned each one for Shelly. He finally saw her. Shelly! He exclaimed as he ran to her. She set her bags down and hugged Sammy. Sammy's so wonderful to see you, especially after that long plane ride. I thought we were going to be stuck up in the sky forever. Shelly joked as she extended her arms out to her sides and rocked as if she was an airplane. Sammy giggled. The group followed behind Shelly and she introduced Sammy and his father to everyone. Welcome to Egypt, said Sammy's father. We are honored you are here with us. Sammy was thrilled to meet the eggs. I've heard so much about you. Shelly has been writing to me. I feel like I know you already. Come, I want to show you the pyramids. Sammy began to motion the eggs when his father stopped him. Sammy, I'm afraid I have some bad news. I checked with information and due to the sandstorm, we cannot visit the pyramids today. We'll have to wait until tomorrow. Sammy was crushed, but I really wanted to show them. His father stopped him mid-sentence. Patience, my son. Tomorrow is another day. Let's get a good meal and then some rest for all of you. Tomorrow, we see the pyramids. Okay, replied Sammy softly. His disappointment faded as he walked and talked with the eggs to the cab station. Sammy, there's a lot of desert here in Egypt, right? asked Sigourney. Yes, that's right. Most of the country is desert except for the big cities. It's a very beautiful place, he replied proudly. I can't wait to see the pyramids, said Gregory. I can't wait to eat. I'm starving, shouted Benedict. Me too, added Coach Flo. The group loaded their luggage into a van and headed toward an Egyptian restaurant recommended by Sammy's father. I know the owner of this restaurant. He serves marvelous food. You will like it. The group arrived and were seated at a long table. As they were looking over the menus, Benedict asked Sammy's father. This says macaroni. Does that mean you have macaroni and cheese here? Sammy's father chuckled. Not quite, Benedict. This is a dish called macaroni bechamel. It contains macaroni, meat, and cheese with a bechamel sauce, which is a white sauce. You will like it. Okay, I'll try it. I would like to order the stuffed grape leaves, said Miss Poach. They sound wonderful. I will also order falafel for everyone, said Sammy's father. It is deep fried with chickpeas and fava beans. It's delicious. The waiter brought over some pita bread. I love this flatbread, remarked Gregory as he took a piece and tore it into small, bite-sized pieces. Yummy, added Meg. Everyone ate until they were full. Phew, sighed Coach Flo as she pushed back her chair. I'm stuffed! She patted her belly with her hands. Come, let's get everyone settled into the hotel for some rest. Tomorrow, the pyramids! Sammy's father said with enthusiasm as he threw his arms up in the air. As Gregory, Reggie, and Benedict were getting ready for bed, Benedict said, I'm not going to sleep tonight! I'm so excited about the pyramids! You better get some sleep, Benedict, cautioned Gregory. It's going to be a long day, so you'll need a good night's rest. That's right, added Reggie. You don't want to fall asleep on the bus in case we see a camel tomorrow. Gregory and Reggie laughed and soon fell asleep. Benedict tried to sleep, but his mind kept taking him to the anticipation of the next day morning came and Benedict was still awake. Gregory and Reggie awoke and found him looking out the hotel room window. Benedict, when did you get up? asked Reggie. Uh, oh, uh, I just got up an hour ago, I think. He stumbled on his words because he knew he hadn't slept at all, but he did not want to tell his friends. Are you sure, Benedict? questioned Gregory. You look awfully tired. No, I'm great, let's go. Benedict threw on his clothes and together they went down to the hotel lobby for some breakfast. Sammy and his father greeted the group and joined them. The bus will be here soon to take us to the pyramids at Giza. They are located right outside of Cairo, so it is not a far drive. Everyone finished their breakfast except for Benedict. His eyes were closed and his head was bobbing at the table. Gregory reached over and shook his shoulder. Benedict, wake up. It's time to go to the pyramids. We told you to get some sleep last night sternly whispered. Benedict awoke with a startle. Uh, oh, sure, yeah, yeah, let's go. He got up from the table in a drowsy stance and began to walk toward the hotel door. He noticed a large tray off to the side containing some small cups of a thick brown liquid. He grabbed one and drank it down quickly, wrinkling his nose. Hmm, not bad, he thought. He grabbed another one and drank it down just as fast as the first one. After a minute, he felt a burst of energy. Wow! Woohoo! Come on, everyone, let's go! Benedict ran outside the hotel door and jumped into the waiting bus. He began to jump up and down in his seat. Let's go, let's go, let's go! I guess he's awake now, commented Gregory as he scratched his head. That's strange behavior. Sammy had noticed the two empty coffee cups from the tray where Benedict was standing. Oh, no. I'm afraid he drank some very strong coffee. In Egypt, our coffee is very robust. He will be quite lively for a while. But Sammy, Benedict did not sleep last night. He's very tired. Do you think the coffee will keep him awake for the day? questioned Reggie. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. If it goes through his system in a few hours, he may get very tired later if he did not sleep last night, replied Sammy. Everyone boarded the bus and headed for the pyramids at Giza. Shelley gave some facts as they traveled. The pyramids of ancient Egypt were built as tombs for kings and queens. More tombs? inquired Benedict as he wiggled nonstop in his seat. Wasn't the Taj Mahal a tomb? Yes, Benedict, answered Shelley. These large tombs are meant to honor the people who have passed on. There are over 90 pyramids in Egypt. We cannot climb them, but we can climb the stone steps that lead to the entrance. Mean we're going inside," said Sigourney as her eyes grew wide. "We need special permission to go inside, so we will not be doing that," replied Shelley. "There are narrow passageways and it would be easy for someone to get lost." "Passageways? You mean like secret passageways?" inquired Benedict. They're not secret, Benedict, said Shelley. but very narrow. Look, everyone, there's the Great Sphinx! This poach pointed to an exquisite structure that had the head of a man and the body of a lion. The Great Sphinx is made from limestone and sandstone. It was built around 2500 BCE. The body is 200 feet long and the face is 13 feet wide. It is thought to have been built to guard the pyramids at Giza. Wow, how cool, remarked Meg, as she snapped a picture. The bus came to a stop and let everyone off. You see those camels over there, said Sammy? We'll be riding them over to the pyramids. Really, camels? Oh yes, remarked Reggie. I love camels. He began to run toward them. Wait for me, Reggie, said Gregory. Before Gregory caught up to Reggie, Benedict had passed them both. He sure is jittery. Maybe running will burn some of his energy, said Gregory. The group gathered at the camel site, and the guides helped them onto the camel's backs, two per camel. This is awesome, said Meg. Sigourney, get a picture of us on this camel. Sigourney held the camera away from her at arm's length and snapped a picture of the two of them. Gregory and Reggie shared a camel. Gregory, this camel keeps looking at me. I think he likes me, said Reggie. Sure, okay, Reggie, whatever you say, Gregory replied with an eye roll and a sigh. The camel ride over to the pyramids was a bumpy one, but a great experience. I never thought I would ride a camel in my life, said Coach Flo. Miss Poach, are you hanging in there? She turned and looked behind her as they were on the same camel. Uh, sure, Coach. I'm fine. I think. Miss Poach answered with uncertainty. Just hold on to me. We're almost there. Coach Flo reassured her. Just then... Their camel made a loud burping noise and dropped a long and slimy mess out of its mouth as it shook its head from side to side. Ew! exclaimed Miss Poach as she crouched down behind Coach Flo and covered her head. What is that? Don't worry Miss Poach, chuckled Shelly. Sometimes camels can get a bit agitated and they let out some digestive fluids. Great, sarcastically replied Miss Poach as she took a piece of cloth and wiped off some drops of fluid that landed on her and Coach Flo's faces. Coach Flo was amused. This is just like what happened to Reggie's dad when he visited Egypt. He told me that on the plane. I should have been more cautious. Oh, come on now, Miss Poach, answered Coach Flo. Where else could we have so much fun? Miss Poach cracked a half smile. The camels came to a stop, knelt down, and everyone got off. Let's go, said Shelley. We'll see the Great Pyramid first. The Great Pyramid is the oldest pyramid and the only ancient wonder of the world that still exists, said Sammy. It was completed around 2550 BCE. Wonder of the world that again? Wasn't the Taj Mahal a wonder too? asked Benedict. Yes, Benedict, but the Great Pyramid is an ancient wonder of the world. The Taj Mahal is considered a modern wonder of the world, replied Sammy. Oh, okay, well, I'm wondering about exploring. He darted off into a different direction from the group. Benedict, don't go far, stay near us, warned Shelley. He has a lot of energy, Shelley. I think he needs to burn it off, commented Gregory. I just want him to be safe, she replied. The group followed the tour and learned much more about the Great Pyramid. The Great Pyramid is 455 feet tall and was built as a tomb for the Egyptian pharaoh Khufu, said the tour guide. It was created with limestone blocks, and some of those blocks weigh 15 tons each. The group was so engrossed in the tour that no one noticed Benedict did not return. He had entered the Great Pyramid and began to explore a passageway. He was full of energy as he traveled down the long, narrow pathway. I feel like a real explorer, he thought to himself. This is so cool. He continued to explore inside the pyramid, but he felt himself beginning to get tired. At one point, he stopped to rest, and he thought he heard a sound. A sound like a slow, soft whimper. He stopped and listened closely. It sounded like a person. I know I'm tired, but I don't think I'm hearing things, he thought to himself. He knew he should turn around and head back outside, but he could not ignore the sound. He decided to follow it. Meanwhile, outside the Great Pyramid, a commotion was stirring. A crowd gathered around a woman who was crying and shouting, My baby! My baby! Please find my baby! The authorities were trying to calm her down. Shelly went over to try and help. What's wrong, madam? Is your child lost? Yes! Please help me find her! Her name is Zara! The woman screamed. The crowd dispersed in an effort to find the missing girl. They called her over and over again as they searched the ground. Zara! Zara! Where are you? Zara! Wait a minute, said Gregory as he stopped searching. Where's Benedict? He's missing too! Oh no, Benedict! Miss Poach began to frantically search for him along with the rest of the crowd. Shouts of Benedict and Zara were called repeatedly. Benedict! Zara! Benedict! Zara! Just then, Benedict emerged from the Great Pyramid with a little girl in his arms. Shelly spotted them first as she ran as fast as she could toward them. Benedict, are you alright? Is this the little girl named Zara? Shelly was out of breath and breathing heavily. What happened? Well, I decided to go exploring inside the pyramid even though I knew I wasn't supposed to. Please don't be mad, Shelly. I just had to go inside. And it was a good thing I did. Zara was crying at the end of a long passageway, and I found her! She was lost, and I told her I knew the way out. So I carried her out. Zara's mom came running up to Benedict and grabbed her out of his arms. Oh, my baby! Thank you so much! She hugged Benedict as Zara clung onto her mother. I'm exhausted, Shelly, said Benedict as his eyes closed and he began to sway back and forth. Shelly caught him in her arms just before he fell to the ground. Let's get him back to the bus so he can get some sleep. I'll stay with him there. Sammy and Shelly got Benedict comfortable in the bus while the others continued the tour of the pyramids. I thought he might crash soon. He didn't sleep last night, and he drank two cups of coffee before we left, admitted Sammy to Shelly. Shelly looked at Benedict sleeping and said, Benedict doesn't always make the best decisions, but I think this time he was meant to be in that pyramid and find Zara. It's a little hard to be upset with a hero. She smiled softly at him as Sammy agreed. The following week, Sammy and his father planned a short day cruise for the eggs down the Nile River. The Nile River is the longest river in the world, exclaimed Sammy. It is 4,160 miles long. This ship is incredible, remarked Sigourney. Look at the beautiful dining room. Are we eating dinner there tonight? Yes we are, replied Sammy. There's a band that plays after dinner so we can have fun dancing. The day cruise vessel slowly made its way down the Nile. The scenery was spectacular. The majestic palm trees and the swaying water reeds seemed to be dancing. Meg stayed on the outside deck to take pictures. I'm gonna make a scrapbook of our Nile cruise when I get home, she said to Sigourney. Sigourney smiled back at her. Later, Shelley gathered the group together and taught them about the Nile. Ancient Egyptians relied on the Nile River for life. It flooded every year and produced wonderfully muddy soil so they could plant crops. It also brought fish and birds the Egyptians could eat. The afternoon slowly faded away, and it was time to gather for dinner. The group met in the dining room for a marvelous feast. Fruit, fish, nuts, beans, olives, and treats of all kinds. They ate and ate and ate. When dinner was over, the band began to play the music was inviting with a joyful beat. They got up from the table and Sammy gathered them into a circle. They danced round and round, laughing and laughing as they locked arms for the rest of the night. By the time they got back to the hotel, everyone was ready for bed. The time in Egypt was getting short and Sammy wanted to make sure the eggs had a visit to the Egyptian museum. I want to show you the exhibit of King Tut. He was a boy king at nine years old, said Sammy. Nine years old? asked Reggie as he adjusted his glasses. Wow, that's really young! I could be a king! King of what, Reggie? Camels? Gregory snickered. Ha ha! Reggie sneered. Come, let me show you the exhibit. Sammy led the group through the museum to the King Tut display. King Tut lived from 1341 BCE to 1323 BCE. He reigned as king for 10 years. Everyone loved the exhibit as they admired the beautiful furniture, jewelry, sculptures, and burial mask, which was covered in gold and jewels. This is remarkable, said Miss Poach. It is amazing to think of the age of these items. Centuries old! The rest of the afternoon was spent in the museum appreciating the ancient history and works of art. Toward the end of the day, Sammy led the eggs into a small room in the museum. Here, take a seat at the table. He motioned for them to sit down. What are we going to do in here, Sammy? asked Meg. You are going to get a quick lesson in hieroglyphics, replied Sammy. I'm not even going to try and pronounce that, remarked Benedict. Sammy chuckled. Hieroglyphics is an ancient form of Egyptian writing. They are drawings of objects that combine to tell a story. Here, look at this one. Sammy showed the eggs a drawing of an insect that looked like a grasshopper. Some people and some wheat. This one is saying that a plague of locusts came upon the people and destroyed the crops. Oh, I get it, said Sigourney. That's an amazing way to communicate. Here, try it for yourself, Sammy said. Here's some papyrus paper. This is the paper that the ancient Egyptians used to write on. It's made from the stem of the papyrus plant. It looks like an ancient scroll, said Reggie. Exactly, replied Sammy. The eggs began to create drawings to tell a story. Benedict made one of his rescue of Zara. He drew himself, Zara, and the Great Pyramid. That's cool, Benedict. You can always remember how you helped Zara, said Meg. Sigourney made a drawing of a ship, the Nile, and herself. Look, Meg, this is me on our Nile cruise. Reggie had an idea. I think I'll send a hieroglyphic postcard to Peggy and see if she can decode it. That's a great idea, Reggie. Sammy, would you mail it for us, asked Sigourney. Yes, I would be glad to, Sammy replied. Reggie drew an I, a heart, and the letter U. Look, it says, I love you. Everyone signed the hieroglyphic postcard, and Sammy took it back with him to mail. Sammy, we also want to exchange information with you so we can keep in touch, requested Sigourney. That sounds great, replied Sammy. The day came for Sammy and his father to escort the group back to the Cairo airport. They had a wonderful time in Egypt, Thank you so much for your hospitality. We appreciate everything, said Shelley. Of course, said Sammy's father. They all hugged and said their goodbyes. Salam, that means goodbye and peace, said Sammy's father. Salam, salam, the eggs repeated as they waved to Sammy and his father, and they boarded the plane. Miss Poach reached into her purse as the eggs waited with anticipation to receive their envelopes. One, two, three, go! said Miss Poach as she gave them what they were waiting for. Gregory was first. Israel, he said softly and smiled as he looked out the window, closed his eyes, and dreamed of their next destination. Wow, Sammy and his father were such great hosts to the eggs. They learned so much. And I had a feeling Miss Poach would get slimed. Ew. Well here's more you can do to learn about Egypt. Although Cairo is the capital and largest city, what other major cities are in Egypt? Look up the Egyptian words for father and mother and hello and goodbye. Then learn how to count to ten in Arabic. Try making some Egyptian food. Macaroni bechamel, stuffed grape leaves and falafel. Don't forget the pita bread. Research the history of the Great Pyramid. When and why was it built? How did it get built? And where do the secret passageways lead? Try building a pyramid of your own. Make a small replica using materials found at home and get creative. Include a report of fun facts. Find out how long the Nile River is. Compare it to other large rivers in the world. How did it help the ancient Egyptians? Here's a real fun one. Have a dance night with your family. Get into a circle to show you are united, put on some Arabic music, lock arms, and slowly turn your circle as you move to the beat. How old was King Tut, the boy king, and why was he so famous? Write a coded letter to your friends, like the ancient Egyptians did, using your own set of hieroglyphics. Use pictures or symbols in place of words and phrases. See how long it takes your friends to figure out what you're trying to say to them. Well, I sure hope you enjoyed your Egyptian adventure. Salam. Thanks for listening, and thanks for being a good egg.